Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide. How you guys doing today? Pretty good week I'm having, man. I was out at the range a couple times. Uh, the website got updated on Monday, and that kind of went without a hitch. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you, because I have so much going on at the, uh, this, this week that I wouldn't really expect. But um, get to the website really quick. Uh, we, we, we did the first part of the major upgrades to the Sniper's Hide forum. Edited, streamlined, tagged, filters. Uh, there'll be some more stuff coming out. This is just a, a, the first of probably like three steps that that have to come into play. Um, but, we, you know, we combined some of the lesser forums. We created a tag system, or they did. There's also going to be a community rolling out. There's going to be an upgrade that happens uh, for the for the, the core engine once that upgrade happens, we're going to be able to put in a few more things, the community uh, features and apps and things like that. So, um, but basically, it was too much. You know what I mean? Over years, we're adding and throwing this in and throwing that in, and it becomes a little over. Um, they don't like that navigation. They don't like um, the kind of scattershot approach to it that happens over years. I mean, you got to remember the forum as it is today started in 2001. In May of 2001 is when I bought my first forum software. And then it's changed four times since then, uh, various upgrades. And that doesn't count the Scout. Scout was completely separate. Scout was a whole other platform. Um, remember, Scout and Sniper's Hide never combined. The, the, the database combined, but two different things. Um, so then when I went back from Scout, that's why it was so easy to roll right back into it. So, you know, we did so much over the last year. I mean, this this actually, this rollout, what you saw, has been going on for almost a full year now, uh, March, right? So um, it's pretty close is when it started. And, uh, we, you know, we created a tag system, and the tags are going to get muted, toned down. There's changes, okay? we You know, it, it, I, I wrote it yesterday. I don't remember how I, I worded it, but it's basically you envision what's going to happen. You create, and then you edit and adjust. You know what I mean? So there's going to be editing and adjusting. I know it's a little candy crushed. There's some bright colors happening, and, and we, you know, we're I'm, I'm talking to them. This weekend will be nothing but toning down those tags, the labels and tags, and rewording them, shortening them. But they're going to be useful. What my thinking is, like, I want reloading stuff to be brass color. You know, the firearm stuff will be reddish variations muted colors we're gonna go mute though we're gonna go flat not bright and you know optics will go to blue or something so when you go there on the site and you see a tag you'll be able to go oh yeah that's this and it'll start to click and make sense but also it makes the navigation easier it makes finding things easier uh you know but the, the pushback on this has been actually a lot less which i'm glad i you know you never know what what you're gonna get when, when it comes to, uh, you know, as far as the upgrades. I mean, you can envision it, but you don't know how the audience likes it. You don't know how all this stuff. And over the years, our change this week was actually one of the least dis divisive um, upgrades that we've had in a while. But it's not done. It's all meant for the mobile world we live in, the functionality, the ability to find things and, and, to, and to be specific while not being 
I mean, you basically can say, hey, I don't want to look at that stuff. And just filter it. Get rid of it. So you don't have to see it. You know, so there's a lot that we're doing um, on the forum side. So a little patience, but I think it's working out pretty well. And just understand if you're if you're talking about colors and tones and bright and this and that, it's going to change. We're gonna we're gonna mute it. You know, we 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 got to see what what it looks like with this amount of volume before we can go and say, hey, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's a little bit of trial and error when you put it into play, but I'm happy with the results. In this case, less is better, but more is still there. So that's that's where I'm at with that. But um, uh, did some lessons this week. I ended up, and I just listened to it. I, I want to kind of get into um, Chris Way. So uh, mentioned him before, Chris Way's a uh, kind of newish competitor, doing all the big matches out here. Lives local to me, he's uh, not too far away, half hour or so. And you know, he, he jumped into the competition stuff with with both feet. And and you know, I was just listening to him on Precision Rifle Media or podcast or whatever Kurt's podcast is called. Um, and 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 it was a good conversation with him. He's super analytical. Uh, you know, pretty level-headed with this stuff, and 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 he likes he likes looking at it in different ways than the competitive mindset might push people, which is a positive thing. He, to me, he's a breath of fresh air because he he's questioning status quo. Just because you're doing this like this, and just because it works for you, doesn't mean it's going to be easily understood or translate to other people. And a lot of that is kind of what we say. We just, I mean, different people say things in a different way, right? I can, I'm considered that bull in a China shop. I'm considered that abrasive because I throw it in your face and I got, you know, it's kind of like I have no time to be playing games with you. Just, I get, I throw it out there and I'm done. I'm, I'm on to the next thing. You know, it's kind of how I work. I just like get it over with, you know, it's an East coast thing. We want it, you know, Get to the fucking point. And, and, and so that's, that's kind of where I stand. And so people take that short as aggressive and arrogant and all the different words they like to use. But Chris has a really good kind of scientific approach. And we just posted on Sniper's Hide his... He's, he's looking, I mean, like I said, paper doesn't lie. Him and I, he came out to the range on Tuesday. Um, just, I, I was really kind of feeling him out, I guess is a good way of putting it. Um, you know, because he, he's, he's very forward. He, he, and, and, and I'm not that way with people that I meet. You know, if we know each other for a long time, different story. But he, he's, he's forward as a new guy, he jumps right in. And that's not something I'm quite used to other than students in a class setting. You, you see that, but then in, in every day, that's not really how I work, but he does. And it's, it's refreshing in a way because he is asking these questions, um, you know, that people avoid is a, is a way I look at it because he does go against um, common wisdom and, and not necessarily mine, but what the PRS people say. He, he, tines, he tends to like what we're saying. Uh, you know, I guess as a way of putting it. But anyway, so I had him out of the range and he was fire forming some some BRA brass and I was shooting a video and doing some stuff and just seeing kind of, and, and it was interesting just the, 
it was really light. It was really loose. Like I said, I kind of had some other things going on. I wasn't in the, hey, Chris, let's do this mode because I had to accomplish some other things. But for me, it was like I wanted to bring him out and, 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 and kind of, you know, see where his head's at. And, and I like it. But um, so we were talking like one of the things we were discussing, him and I, and, and we were playing with is, is you know, because he had his, his, his comp gun, 20-inch BRA, and he was fire forming, and so he was shooting subloads um, like 2,600 feet per second. And I had my uh, AI, my AEX, and I was shooting the Bartlin um, 6 Creedmoor, and I had gotten a new lot of prime in, so I was doing some stuff, the 115 primes. And uh, I really like that Bartlin barrel. I have the carbon fiber Bartlin, and the more I'm shooting it, it's kind of coming into its own because um, I'm throwing rounds through it pretty, pretty good now. I'm not a 6 mil fan on my range. Uh, I was playing with it, and I was a little happier with uh, my results this this week than I've been in the past. This The the Prime is starting to really come into its own. Um, I'm doing 2,800 even. I had to reduce the BC from 0.634 to 0.605. Uh, I did a video on it. You'll see exactly what I did to dope it and to put it into my computer and the online training. And that's part of the new forum for the sites, uh, the uh, Sniper's Hide forum. If you become a supporting member, 20 bucks a month, you get all those training lessons, you get the PX, you get a bunch of stuff. We really changed the membership uh, deals with stuff like that so you can sign up and get all that for 20 bucks. I mean, it's nothing and you get all the information. But anyway... um. So I was really happy with the, the Bartlin carbon fiber. I'm, I'm happier with it. it. I think it's starting to come into its own. I don't think the six mils are all that in the wind, in my wind anyway. Um, but they do. They shoot. They're flat. You know what I mean? And they shoot good inside eight and a thousand. They're great. Once you start going beyond that, I think they fall apart um, pretty quick. But anyway, I, I, was, I was happy shooting that. And we were going back and forth, Chris and I on managed recoil and because he kind of came at me not came at me that's a word right wrong way to put it but he kind of questioned me and he was talking about the free recoil and he was talking about the non-shoulder versus the shoulder and taking you know to the side of the gun and all these different things so we kind of had a little back and forth with it which was good kind of demonstrating and I told him how I look at it as managed recoil Right, because we're managing the amount, and he was saying how you know under with wobbly barricades and different things we were doing. We were because we we played tripod, we played barricade, we played our little rickety thing that broke um, on the range, which moves, and and we were looking at that. And he's really good because he's analytical, and he's a um, a break and build guy. Build the position, break the position. Build the position, break the position which is a good way of doing business when you're trying to learn what this is like because then you're shooting it like a comp, okay? Again, I, I need to, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to blend this and I, and I know I can and I think Chris is the key to unlock it. How do we blend our precision, our practical marksmanship, our practical precision, you know, the, the things we talk about, our basics, our fundamentals. You know, I'm... I'm your foundation guy, and, and even in the podcast, Chris kind of talked about that. Well, if I want to learn a comp, I want to go to this guy, and I want to do that. And he, he's pretty good at seeing the pros and cons of people if you listen to the way he talks about others. Um, I think he's practical. 
You know, I, I, I like that. And so anyway, we, we were going back and forth and I said, well, I like to go 75% of my manage. So I'll come in and I'll set the position. And when I set the position, I'm kind of in full mode. And then I back off to the 75%. Basically what I'm looking at is I'm backing off, backing off, backing off my sight picture. I'm backing my shoulder out of the rifle um, until it stops moving and getting my wobble out of it. And then I break the shot, you know, that kind of thing. And, and we were looking at it and he was like, yeah, it's slower though. And I'm like, yeah, but is it slower because it's not practiced yet? So, you know, there's all these different, and this is how this stuff should be. And, and, you know, it's like a disagreement in nomenclature. It's a disagreement in minor, minor shit. But immediately guys on the, on the, on the comp side take offense to how I say it. And I do throw it out there. He, he you know, uh, and I'm going to get into it in a sec, but there's a lot of good points um, that were made. And when I was listening to Chris and Kurt talk uh, over there, and, and, and so there were some really good points made about where the disagreements lie. And, and some people just have a, a mellower, like, we really should be blending this. And, and instead, I'm like, nah, you suck. And, and it's right. I kind of bulled in a china shop. We, it started off from a bad place. You know what I mean? It started off from a place where they're mad at me. I'm mad at them. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Meanwhile, we're really only like 5% off. You know what I mean? We're really only 10% division. But it gets blown up so big where the 10% becomes 90 gets reversed, gets spun, gets flipped because that side has to win. So I'm going to flip it. My side's got to, and, and, and I think Chris is the right type of bridge because of his more scientific method or he, he, he has a science background in, 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 so I think his mindset, his type of competitiveness is the key to unlocking some of the things that are missing. And he he acknowledges those guys are making mistakes. Those guys are dividing the field. Those guys are divide, you know, and, and he sees that. And, and, and to me, I look at it more of misunderstanding in the nomenclature or, like I said, that purposely pushing back and forth because we're coming from a place that's been kind of corrupted already. You know, they're mad at me. This one don't want to hear it. This one's pissed. You know, fuck Frank. Blah, 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 blah. They don't want to, you know, shoot the messenger. Let's ignore the message. Even though the message might help and all this. Where Chris, he's coming at this from a a sort of new, but a, 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 an, an active and aggressive competitor in a positive way, I guess is a way, because he's jumping in it with both feet. And so he's seeing these things and he's able to say, that's bullshit. That sucks. But if I do it, it's like Frank's me angry. He's pissed. He doesn't like you. He's just this, is that. You know what I mean? Where it's uh, calling balls and strikes like I see it, you know? And you don't like it. And then, you know, when it starts to have this reaction, it's it then it becomes troll, troll back, you know, and that kind of thing. But I, I really think there's some positives so what he did is he put out his training thing and he has sort of a diamond target that's that's gridded into MOA. And 
you're basically going to do it's you could download it on Sniper's Hide. It'll be under the craft data driven. And I linked it all over the place. And what it is, is and, and I, I tweaked it a little bit. He was doing it slightly different. Uh, there's a video. It explains it's super simplistic. He trains a lot of his stuff at 100 yards. One, paper doesn't lie. And two, it's given him those trends that we talk about. We always talk about watch your trends. What's going on? What direction are you pulling the rifle off target? What direction are your groups leaning towards? And I actually, I actually said to him, because I noticed a lot of stuff. I've been noticing some of these trends. And I always look at trends in the evals. You know, I'm collecting data and I'm just not recording it right now, but we're, we're collecting this same exact data by having you shoot a group in our fundamental eval. So if we change this, our eval target up a bit, we can collect almost the same data, but we're doing that already and we're just using it and we're talking about it anecdotally. He just wants to put it on paper, which is smart. So he has a diamond target and what he wants you to do, and, and this was a, a kind of combined tweak between him and I, we want three shots sitting, three shots kneeling, three shots standing, three shots prone, all supported. Okay? So support your rifle. Don't build the position different than you normally would. Don't, you know, oh, now I can do this. How would you normally shoot it on the clock? You know what I mean? So just walk up and shoot it as if you're on a 90-second clock, but you don't have to do it in 90 seconds. Just we want it done without external help, I guess, is a way. So you're going to shoot three shots from each position on the same target. There's a PDF you can download. It's got the grid and the diamond and the whole thing, and you just put it up at 100 and shoot standing, kneeling, sitting, prone. Three from each on one piece of paper. Take a picture of it, post it on Sniper's Hide, or email it to him. And he's just going to go and look at the... Because it's, it, it, it's, it's pre-informative... He could just say, okay, his group is this big. And you're going to find that on command like this, the average person's probably going to be three to four MOA. And that's where he's looking to see, well, okay, what's the easiest or what's the best way for this individual to tighten that up? And that's where the key will become to these comps. No, granted, you know, we talk about like with Mike Bush and different things and, and the guns. And if you listen, the, the clues are all out there. Weight is going to be stability. Stability going to mean accuracy or consistency. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's weight, stability, stability's consistency, consistency's accuracy. You know what I mean? And, and so it's even probably worthwhile to do it with more than one type of rifle and see if it varies or how these changes because... What we're trying to do, this is cause and effect. If you do this, then that will happen. I say it in every single class. It's shooting is an if-then proposition. So what he's looking at is cause and effect. He's looking at these trends. He's looking at all this stuff. And, and I think it, it, it's a good little booster to kind of get me into the 2021, the online training, the real training, is how to bring this information so when you take a class, when you do a drill with us, there's data to be gathered. And we talk about this, you know, we focus on the shooter. We focus on the shooter. But if I can then focus on the shooter but put a target out there that then can be um, posted, replicated, or looked at, that 
gives me a standard or gives me a value where if I can go down, if I can go down a class and say, you know, like with the scopes, shooter one through 12, okay, shooter one's a three M away, shooter two's a four M away, shooter five's a three M away, shooter two's a two M away, shooter one's a four M away. If we could start collecting that data on where they lie practically under these positions, these are our core positions, standing, kneeling, sitting, prone. We're going to go supported because that's what we're doing with our precision rifles. I would think a tripod would be your best positions because you're going to set the height that you need for you. It's not an adaptability stage at that point if you're adjusting a tripod to fit your body perfectly and then you're going to shoot the groups, okay? So if you're on a barricade, though, it might be adaptability. How well are you adapting to this obstacle and what does it look like downrange versus how well are you when it's set to you? You know what I mean? It'd be almost be like prone, right? So if, if I can set the height in a standing position, that position should be better than if I was trying to adapt to something else, a barricade height that's over my head. So this is where then the standardization comes in and it's no longer we're, we're scoring adaptability. We're now scoring, you know, practicality in a way. And we can look at this and there's a number we can apply. It's an easy number. We already have it. You know what I mean? So that was a kind of a refreshing thing with Christian. We were, and, and we're playing back and forth. And really, like I said, for me, it's just to see where a person's head at. I can, I'm picking up pieces and it's like, yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, he's a little pushy. Ah, all right. Whatever, you, you know, okay, but yeah, I like where his head's going. You know what I mean? So there's that kind of um, thinking behind me. And and, I'm, and like I said, I don't collect people. I'm not like, hey, everybody, let's go to Frank's range and I'll have, you know, I'm like, eh, leave me alone. I got, I got things to do. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of that guy to, to you know, others' detriments at some times because I'm not out there, you know, jumping in everybody. Hey, let me jump in with two feet. But um, I'm busy, man. Anyway. That's, I, I think that was a really good kind of push. To It's a new perspective, right? I mean, what we're trying to do, whether it's Mark, me, the, you know, we're trying to get you to think, and we're trying not to get you to be a lemming and follow the sheep. That guy's not right. Just because he's successful doing the way he's doing it doesn't make him right. And, and, and you know, it, it, it's, 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 that's the way it is, you know? I mean, him and I were talking about, because he works with Austin and does stuff, Austin Angus with uh, AAA targets. We use him. He uses them. He was out with Austin last weekend shooting up in the grasslands and a bunch of stuff. So I was talking about, you know, how can we translate this to a piece of steel where I would have it like, so what I was looking at is my Ipsic with my uh, center. You know what I mean? Knock the centers out. I have those little lip sticks in the centers. We also talked about the donuts because we were shooting the donuts, those two-part targets because they can help, right? So paper is the best. Paper, and, and I was even saying to him, we were, I mean, this was like, this was great brainstorming because I was saying to him, what I'd like almost is I get the U-line cardboard 36 by 18 rectangles, right? Those are our backers. And you can buy them from Uline. They're super cheap. They suck to ship because they charge you a ton to ship of pallet thing, a cardboard, you know, backer. But you can buy one and get away with it. But paper tells a story, okay? Tells a story about you, tells a story about your rifle, tells a story about everything. 
And so I was kind of originally saying it would be great out of ease if I just had a single paper or a single target stand for people. Now, I'm not talking for me because I'm a range, but, you know, but for you or for travel or for something to say, hey, you want a Frank class? Go buy this target from Austin. Make sure it's on the range. That's our go-to target. But then everything else doesn't matter. So two, two things came out of it target-wise. One was a steel paper combo. If I can load in that U-line backer and in front of it, the problem is you got to make it so it doesn't destroy the cardboard, right? But in front of it, there was something simplistic like either a negative target because I talked about the negative targets that I shot with Clint Smith where during the, when I did a Clint Smith pistol course years ago, I did several. I think I've done four. My favorite one, Clint shot negative targets, so they cut a spine out, they cut an eye box out, and, and the, the goal throughout the week is you're only using one target, one paper backer, because you're shooting through the hole, the negative. You want it in the hole, and missing the hole is where you want to avoid. So you basically would paste the miss, and a hit just goes right through. So if there was a way to do that or use steel, so like I'm thinking the hole in, you know, like an Ipsic plate. But the problem is, is Ipsics are vertical. I want horizontal. I want more windage. I want to see my, my left, right misses. You know what I'm saying? So I was thinking where if we created a diamond, we, we both, Chris and I agree, we like diamonds the best. If I created a diamond target where the, the flopper in the back but it has to it, it, it have to change. It would have to be something different. It would either be negative and just cut the hole in it and put it through. Or it would it, it, it would be, I don't know how that would go mindset though. I'm kind of wondering if that would be freaky to have no impact. Or maybe it's a case the hole has the cardboard in it and the miss is the steel. So if you can load a cardboard blank in it, Maybe you cut a piece and you're going to go through and the paper is going to tell you where you trend in the hole and then the steel is the miss so you could see that. I don't know. It's just I want to see the direction I'm trending. I think that's the key to, to analyzing this and getting better quicker is trends. You know, and so that's where I'm at. And so we, I mean, that was, that was a half hour conversation with Chris and I is, is designing a target that's giving us this information quickly and easily from behind the rifle. You know what I mean? That could be replicated really fast and really easy. And, and that's kind of where I'm at is, is, you know, increasing the, um, the results, the quit, the speed in which we get better results. So he talked about, you know, uh, in, in, in that other podcast, he talked about uh, th- that, you know, when he was shooting and training for like comps, like PRS NRL, he, he was not doing paper hunter and he was progressing pretty fast. But then when he backed off and he went to more field craft, cause he's going to be shooting assassin's way that his results for NRL fell back a little bit. You know, he was he was like 15, running around the 15s, and then he dropped down on the 25s that quickly. 
because this is a, it, it, it's dynamic in that way as well. But I mean, I like where we're going with this stuff. You know what I mean? I like the direction and the fact that there's these kind of people out there. And you know, it, it was a funny thing because he 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 has the background in 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 the scientific method. He he's a he's a climber. So he has a cause and effect and he can see different things and how the body will move you around a bit. And I kind of was wondering, I'm like, you know what? I almost wish we can do this with paper and to do it on the clock with people because I would bet, you know, um, my daughter rides horses and Kim's here is riding horses and just started again. And, you know, there's a, there's a, she like Kiana competes, um, in, in English and jumping and all that. And so Kim was taking some lessons recently. And, and so she's here in, in Colorado riding and Kiana's in California rides. And uh, I was kind of wondering, you know, because they talk about basically, you know, you move the horse one way and it's that you, 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 while you're, you're, you're gesturing, you're always chore- or not choreographing, you're always telegraphing which way you're going to go. I want to go over there. So you look over there and the horse goes over there and then, you know, it's a bit of backwards of what people think and different stuff, but it's, 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 it's micro, um, uh, what's the word? I'm, it's micro tales. You know what I mean? It's micro instructions is really how the best stuff works. And so I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? I almost wonder if, the levels, people looking at them and pulling, like, I mean, it's minor, it's micro, but it's enough in my mind. I'm almost wondering if we're pulling ourselves off target because we're looking left. You know what I mean? We're, we're glancing towards, and I wonder if it steers us at all. So with this test, it'd be interesting to see, like, if you pushed it out a little farther and put it on paper and put people on the clock which direction the trends go for more people and if it is going like left which I think it is if it's a case of because you're looking left you know mindset thing man our mind is our body think about it they tell oh you only use 10% of your brain eh your brain's using all of that we're only aware of what, you know, maybe that 10% is stuff, but there's so much subconscious things that happen and you have to wonder if it's, you know, uh, you know, one foot's longer than the other. When I do land nav, I walk this way. One thing does this and I don't do this straight. You know, all these little micro things that the individual does that moves them in that direction. And so he's the kind of guy through this type of scientific method that can help identify that. You know what I mean? And, and so that's interesting kind of conversation we had. And, uh, but like I said, I, I like that. I, maybe I need to get out and talk with a couple more people again and start getting outside my box a little bit uh, one more time. You know, I, it, it happens all the time, on and off, on and off, on and off. But um, nah, super psyched, man. I, it, it's, it's a nice little breath of fresh air to kind of look at these things different than what the masses are saying. Because there is a ton of, well, this works for me. It should work for you. And it doesn't because that person's body just responds to that 
better. You know, there's such a mental aspect to this. And if you start to, um, you know, uh, ignore it, it's easy to blame the equipment. It's easy to say this and it's easy to say, you know, oh, we're shooting better than we ever have been. It's like, yeah, you're practicing. You're shooting a bench rest fucking rifle in six millimeter when back in the day everybody shot a 308 with factory ammo. A guy used to drive from work overnight, show up at the match and shoot it, and then on Monday go right back to work. They weren't practicing. Of course you're going to be shooting better today. If you're going to blame a friggin' $6 level to say that's why I'm shooting better, you're fucking smoking crack. Holy shit, dude, you're high as a kite. If that's your mind, if that's your thinking of why we're better, holy shit, you're delusional. But anyway, um, you know, I just think we got better bullets, better powders, better barrels, better scopes, better th- understanding. You know what I mean? It's like the, the high tide raises all dirt. So any that that's where I'm at. Um, so that was fun, and 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 it's funny too to listen to the take on the direction these comps should go. And and I think he's right. Where people voting with their checkbook, and you're seeing a little bit of scramble to to put seats back. And it's it's you're seeing the the more feel craft. Like I mean, in, in a way, if what's resonating, well, it's kind of what Satterley's doing out west, the hunter. In the ELR, what's not resonating is walking three steps and doing a tank trap, walking three steps and doing the barricade exactly like you did the tank trap, walking three steps and doing, you know, whatever, exactly like you did the tank trap, exactly like you did the barricade, exactly. I mean, there's got to be more than just saying, how fast can I hit that? And I don't mean, you know, just because you rested on something doesn't mean you're doing something different. There is no rhyme or reason. It's completely contrived. It's, it's, it's just, let's get a 20 pound, six millimeter. Let's balance it out. Let's make a, let's make a tactical bench rest gun that balances like this. And let's see how fast I can go from here. I mean, I, you know, when I was talking to him, it was like, we never, camped out like that at a single obstacle. It was always from here to here to here to here. In the best stages we ran meant you scrambled from here to there to here back to there. So we're splitting it up and we're saying, you know, we're not saying, okay, here's your standing kneeling. Here's your standing kneeling prone shots. Okay, go walk three feet, do standing kneeling prone. Instead, we are saying, okay, you're going to run 10 yards, drop the prone. You're going to fire three rounds. You're going to get up. You're going to run 10 yards left. You're going to go and get a kneeling shot, and you're going to fire three rounds from there. And then you're going to go back 20 yards right, and you're going to do a standing shot from over there. You know, Instead of just saying, well, let me, you know, take a step ladder and do everything right there. I mean, really, the, the ladders are, and, and the ladders are probably going to be, that's probably the best way to do it is a ladder. Uh, you know, the more I look at the ladders, the more I say, okay, the ladder's probably pretty good to do these things, but let's mix it up. Let's move. 
let's do things where if you're going to go forward, and that's why you're seeing some of the blind positions in the Hunter stuff, like we used to, wanted it to be. That was the attempt, you know? But location makes that what it is. And then you're seeing, you know, some of these carry what you run, you can't go back to your car, you know, all this stuff, and you have to think about what you have in your hand. You know, and, and and that's part of the reason with the guys with the bags and stuff. I got to have four bags. Well, which one's going to work? Which one's going to, I mean, it was amazing. Like he had three bags there and, and it's like they were, they were like within a, like a pound, a pound and a half of each other. I like this one the best. This one I started out with this one and, and, and it's like, well, that's the mindset to do this, to find that perfect blend of all this stuff. But it's like, ah. Do I really want to engage in something where changing the fill, you know, a half a pound or a pound on a game changer bag is the difference between two or three hits or, you know, four, six or whatever. It's like, um, you know what? I don't want that much effort to be into that bag. If that's going to be, if I can go, if I go 21 pounds, and this bag weighs seven pounds, but I get 10 hits. But if I go 18 pounds and this bag weighs three, I'm going to get four. You know, it, it's like, ah, that, that kind of drives me a little batty. So that, that's that. But I, I don't know. It was a good thing. So I, I, I did one lesson, um, like I said, with the Bartland uh, 6 CM. I, I kind of, Said I'm, I, I, you know, looking at his numbers and what was going on, and in, in, I mean, granted, he was shooting his six dasher, not dasher, bra rather, um, and he was twenty, he he was downloading it, but I mean, I'm in the same zone with that six cm, and I'm kind of digging it. Like I said, the Bartland's kind of coming into its own. The more I shoot it, the more I'm kind of liking it. Uh, decent groups at distance. Like I said, the wind. I had one. I shot one. Um, and the wind got a little weird. It was at 600 yards, but it strung crazy on me. Like, and by crazy, I mean like eight inches, you know. But I was like, fuck, that sucks. Fucking six millimeters. But then, you know, as soon as the wind dropped and it was kind of more steady, it's like, oh, there's a three-inch group. It's like, okay. So that that that's annoying. I, I, I think we can do that and blend that better with a 6.5. And, and I don't know, though, the 115 at 2,800. That's up there. That's right. Probably why I liked it. You know what I mean? I think because I was shooting the heaviers, one fifteens at twenty eight hundred. I think we're doing pretty good for me with a point six BC, point six oh five. Right. So I did that, and so I I think that brings me into that kind of six millimeter zone, with just that little bit lighter recoil. Um, you know, maybe that. Like I said, maybe the balance is that that one twenty five to one thirty five in a in a six five. And then keeping that speed up and going a little higher in the 2850 to 29. And then, you know, if you can kind of bridge that, it, it wouldn't be a bad deal. You know, people were talking about on the hide the other day. They're, they're like, you know, everybody wants so bad for 708 to, to be like competitive. And it is, but they really want a 708 to work for what we're doing. And it should. On paper, it's all there problem is is we don't have the right bullets for it you know um and and they need to they need to put a little bit more focus in the in the bullets that we would use 
and get the BCs up and kind of take advantage. And, and, and I bet you if somebody did like a 135 to a 155 um, or even one, you know, 130 to uh, 135 to maybe 165 in a, um, ah, no, it doesn't have to be 135. It'd be 145 to 165. 145 or so to 165. You can go up heavier in um in a sevens that went out of a 708. I bet you'd have a nice little cartridge there. But you got to make a good good bullet. Um, somebody needs to make one that's you know not a solid. I, I granted, I love a solid. Uh, I think it'd be awesome, but too expensive. But if somebody did like a 145 to 155 in in the 708 and and had a pretty sporty BC, would it made it a little longer? Um, I don't know how longer you can make it because of mag length um, with the 308s, right? But maybe. Maybe you can kind of get it. Um, I know guys use the 162s and they get the tipped, and uh, I don't think they're good enough, man. I think they need a better bullet. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm talking, you know, that 10%. I'm not talking all the silliness. But uh, cool, man. No, I had a good, like I said, it was a good week, good videos are going to be putting up. I, I gotta, I'm going to be doing the tags and things like that for the site and chilling some of the candy crush colors bringing them down um you know everything everything's kind of in the zone where it needs to be right now so no complaints from me uh pretty happy camper with all that uh holidays are coming up squirrel mafia dudes dude they bought me like almost almost 50 fruit cakes it's crazy how many fruit cakes i got um uh, they're pretty funny the the hide guys uh, so shout out to the squirrel mafia you guys, um, you guys nailed me. Uh, it's like I got fruit cake for days. I got to bring it to the old folks' home down the road. It, it, it's pretty funny with, with that kind of stuff. Where else was I at? Uh, what else was I looking at going on here? Um, I don't know what else I could talk about. I had some conversations uh, equipment wise. I ordered a bunch of um, uh, Coltac stuff, and then I ordered the Arm. I ordered the Armageddon. Um, uh, uh, tripod organizer. Uh, I saw so Chris had it and we had some decent wind and it wasn't blowing them around. It's a little big, little saily. Uh, you know, I would change a few, but it's uh, to me, like instructor wise, I liked what I saw. So I ordered, uh, uh some of those, um, grab, throw one to Mark or something. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, it's like I said, uh, Chris, Chris way had, had the Armageddon gears, uh, tripod organizer and I, for Honestly, for like the competitors wise, I think the the Trouse one probably be, although it has a cup holder, maybe some maybe an add-on for it. But um I, I think there's on the competition side, I think it has more than a competitor would need, although they may be able to kind of use it as a um as kind of a mobile station, I guess is the idea behind it. But from an instructor standpoint, I think it's a it's a pretty nice piece of kit. It's got the little you know, fold down table. It's got the pouches. I could put a clip, you know, um, fix it sticks in there. I can put my kestrels and different stuff, um, you know, and, and, and so it wasn't too bad. And, and honestly, it's convenient for the hammocks and stuff on the tripods to throw your phones and different things in there. But, um, yeah, I kind of liked, uh, what, what, so, you know, nice, nice deal what Tom did on, on that. So I ordered one up today. It was, it was pretty good, pretty good. So, there we go. There we go. But head over to the forum. Go check out the craft data. And, and dude, it's 100 yards. Everybody can do it. 
It's super, super easy. All you got to do is bounce over there, shoot 12 shots, three each, five would be better, but 12, um, you know, 12 is plenty, 12 shots. Take a picture of the po- paper, post it. That's all we need. And boom, we, we got data. You know what I mean? And, and we'll start collecting it. And it's something you can reference. It's something you can look at. It's the answer. Paper doesn't lie. Paper is going to rat on you. And so that's the nice thing about that. But uh, I mean, just thinking, man, like I said, we're all kind of stinking thinking on all this stuff, trying to put put it all together and, and, and bring it to everybody and make it a little little bit easier. Um, the one uh, the last couple minutes here, I'm going to get into one thing. And I, like I said, I really... The, the, the thing, it, he, he brings up some really good points about the fact that um, the, the comps right now in the, in the, in the, or in the contrived ones are not new shooter friendly. And he brought up, he brought up some interesting things about how we've been. And, and I think we've probably done this too in the past with mistakes because we always look at everybody equal, right? You show up, it's open, even though we're segmented in a way. Like, when you come to a match, this is the rule, works for everybody, done. And, and he brought up a point about a new competitor who, who shot the, the marker, not the target, because they were painted the same. And, you know, hey, man, you blew it. That's the stage. And, hey, can I redo that? I misunderstood it, even though I said I understood it. But when I got up and did it, I actually misunderstood it. And then we go, so sad, too bad, come back next year. Yeah, I get that. Um, but, yeah, maybe we were wrong. You know, maybe it needs to be a, a, you know, like a bunny lane and um, that kind of thing in the snow tomorrow. Uh, maybe it needs to be like a, 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 a bunny trail for some people. And we could put people in a box and say, you know, not everybody's in it for the win it. You know what I mean? Not everybody's in it to win it. Not everybody's there to do it. Some people want to test themselves and some people. So maybe there is a balance to that. Maybe it's a case of, you know, like a shadow score. Hey, man. I want to, I, you know, this is what you got. I mean, but then let somebody, I get it's a timing thing. You can't have everybody reshoot shit. And that's the other thing. People take advantage of it. However, if maybe not if there was a way to shadow score it. Kind of go, okay, you tanked it, you did this, you got a zero. That's your score. However, we're going to let you reshoot it with the proper understanding. This is your shadow score. You know, to take away and to give them that kind of reshoot ability. I don't know. I don't... I, 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 get, I get the... the I mean... The, the thing is, uh, comps can be great training if they'll let you or if you, want, if, you're, if you have that ability to put yourself in that frame of mind. But if there was a way to say, go to a comp, learn something, you know, scores irrelevant, that might be a way to get people into this where it's like, I'm here to learn. It's hundred bucks. Your score really don't matter. I'm here to compete. It's 200 bucks. Your score matters. You know what I'm saying? 
And maybe there is a way to do that to help get people into the game to dip their toe and learn something and then they come back next time and they go, I'm here to compete. You know? Nah, I just want to train, man. I just want to, I just want to gauge myself against some others, but I don't care about the score. I don't care about this or I don't care about that. Okay, 100 bucks, dude. Show up, go shoot it. Walk up, do your thing. You know, maybe they're not even in the practice. I guess they'd have to be, but, you know, practice score makes it easier. But maybe it's a case where, you know, like I said, the score doesn't count for anything. Uh, Is there a way to kind of, like I said, shadow score them? So they're not even in the overall list. So there's a, there's a, there's, there's the official score. You know, we had a hundred shooters and, or we had 50 paying competitors, the official score. We had 50 paying competitors, one through fifties here, the shadow score. We had a hundred shooters and the scores are this. You know, I don't know with the, I mean, it's software, it's an app. It should be an easy thing to do that automates it. But maybe it's a case of you pay one price if you're going to compete and you want your score to go national. You pay another price if you're just there to show up to learn, to train, to compete against yourself, nobody else. Pay 100 bucks against me, I'll pay 200 bucks against you. Ah, something to think about, man. Think outside the box. If you're a match director and you think you can build something in, 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 a, in a spreadsheet practice score, try one. Try one event. Let 100 people show up. Let the ones who need a national score pay their amount. Let the ones who don't pay their, their, a different amount. See what happens. Might get more people in, right? You might find out all those ones sitting home are sitting home because they're no interested in competing. They're not interested in being judged against the Jake Vibbert. But they really enjoy it. And they want to do it. And they're doing it on the weekends by themselves. But if they can go there with no drama, I mean, maybe it's a Like I said, part of it is their name. Like I said, I liked when my name was not on the competition dynamics sheet. If I can not pay so my name doesn't show up, but I still get that benefit, Boom, money. I know you guys are out there listening. I hope you are. All it takes is a few of you to start it. Heck, maybe I build, you know, maybe I build a shadow comp on the site that lets you put your stuff or learn. Or I don't know, you talk about it. Ah, You know what I'm saying? You guys know. Anyway, that's my thinking. It was it was a nice breath of fresh air uh, with Chris. I appreciated it. We'll do more. Um, look at his uh, craft target. Shoot it. It's on Sniper's Hide. Uh, I don't remember what section I put it in. I shared it all over the place, so you'll find it. Take the target, 12 shots, shoot it, take a picture of it, put it up, let us know. I mean, we're collecting data. And I'm providing the data for nothing. I'm putting all this shit out there for people. I'm not hiding it. I'm not keeping it. I'm not hoarding it. What you do with it is up to you. We're offering this shit to you guys. The site's being made. It's streamlined. We're tagging it so you could find stuff. We're working on it. All this weekend, all I'm going to do is work on tags. 
colors and tags, man. All I'm that's all I'm doing is working on that shit to make them easy. Because I want you to go to the hide and be able to go. Oh, that green, that's that night vision thing. Oh, that yellow, that's that reloading stuff. Oh, that over here, that's that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and make it so it becomes familiar. Then when the apps and all the stuff kind of come into play, it'll be go, oh, click, light bulb. I'm looking for something. Hit this prefix. Boom, prefix. Uh, oh, I, I only want NRL comp stuff. Hit the NRL prefix. Boom. I only want hunter stuff. Hit it. Boom. That's it. That's what we're doing. There's so many more that are not what you think. If we can reach out to a bunch of them, you know, I mean, come on, man. We jumped to over a million, 1.2 million users a month on the hide. Those people aren't shooting comps. Those people don't want to be in that pool. So create pools. Link them together. Have a tunnel between them. That way, if somebody wants to swim from one pool to the other, they can. But at least maybe you can tempt them in. People say, how do I grow this sport? How do I grow this sport? There's a lot of ways to grow this sport. This is one of them. I can tell you some other ways too, but I'm not going to help them. They don't want to help me. You know what I'm saying? There are a lot of ways to go outside this box to not lose anything and to still serve that person with a single event and doing it on a software side. Okay, guys, I'm out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Go on to the hide and comment. Take a look at the new format. I know not everybody's going to like it at first. You got to learn it. Click on a tag, man. If you see a color, you can click on it. It'll open it and put you all in that one spot. Then you can filter and prefix. And so you only see what you want to see. But I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for sharing. Please come over and comment. And, you know, this is what we're thinking about. This is what we're working on. What do you think of that? Tell me. Cheers, man. Have a good one.